0: yeah, it's Goblin's Henchman here. So, I think, not last episode, but the episode before this one, so is that episode 104, I recent an episode where I talked about using QR codes to generate random dungeons. So the idea is that you have this sort of um, series of QR codes, you know, the sort of thing you find on the back of a pack of Doritos or something, or a Coke can, and we scan it, it takes you off to do a website. But in this case... It took it took you to a um a living dungeon page that I had on my G Google Drive where you'd find you could find the associated encounter and maybe people would add new encounters to that that um, table. But part of it is like for solo gamers and just gamers who want a surprise. So you don't when you scan a code it's gonna be a surprise because that page is gonna pop up. Anyway, um so I pulled together twenty like random, sort of unexpected-ish encounters for that. And then I thought, well, actually, maybe people just want to have 20 encounters anyway, so <laughs> instead of being, like, locked into the QR code, because I did the QR code thing just as a sort of an example, showing you, you know, here are 20 encounters, um, and this is what they could look like. But I sort of had a look at them, and I thought, well, these aren't completely terrible in their own right, so I thought I'd bring them together. Um, a few of them I've done before, um, but some of them, uh, are new. So, if you're interested in twenty, uh, I'm calling it twenty unin unin twenty unexpected rooms or locations. I'll put a link anyway on drive through. Um, you can pay what you want. Um, but you know, if you're you got that room that you don't want to put in, and you want just something different, you could you know, roll a d twenty on this. Pick one of these rooms, or just line one up and say, "Yeah, I'll drop that in." What What are these like? Um, let's see if I can find one. I did just hopefully download it so I can read on my phone. Yeah, what am I doing here? Yeah, this is not good. What do I do with it? Oh, here we go. <clears throat> All right, let's pick one. Um, this is the one I put on, I think, on Twitter or whatever, as an example. So it's called, um, the fourth room, if you like, called Column and Secret Ladder. So I've got these various headings and I've put them under just to sort of make it easier to digest. So I'll just read out the heading and then the thing that follows it. So location, appearance. The room is very large and almost perfectly spherical with a suspended jetty that runs around the circumference of the room. The bottom half of the sphere is filled with a cloudy, cloudy, mineral-rich water. A thick column rises from the base of the sphere, reaching out of the water, and joins up with the top of the sphere. Basically, it looks like the column supports the ceiling. A red door is painted on the column about six feet above the water level. Exits. I mean, obviously you can tweak all this to suit your, your you know, your scenario, but anyway, exits. None except the secret exit. Taste slash smells. The water gives off a smell like freshly cut grass and is not drinkable. Sounds. Occasional clips as condensation falls from the ceiling above. Contents. The room is otherwise empty. Inhabitants. Almost imperceptibly, several giant translucent jellyfish float suspended in the cloudy water. They have stinging tentacles and will attempt to wrap and ingest swimmers. Brackets, treat as gelatinous cube or slime. Dynamic elements. Below the water level, near the base of the column, there is an opening in the column that is hard to see due to the murky water. Entering the opening and swimming up reveals that the column is hollow like a straw and it contains a ladder that leads to the room above. The red door painted on the column lines up with the opening below. Treasure, a few worthless items that have sunk to the bottom of the pool. From above, it's hard to tell what these items are. So essentially it's a puzzle room, isn't it? You come in, you're in a, in a room that's like a giant sphere. Half of it's flooded. There's a jetty around the outside. A couple of jellyfish are floating around as a sort of like, how do we get, How do we keep, avoid these things? Almost like a red herring of a door painted on the column above the water. It's actually secretly a signal that that lines up with the the thing below. Actually, you should probably change it Say so the door's upside down as a sort of like hint, go down anyway. So there's you swim through the water and you find the opening, you swim up the column. There you go, that's your, your ladder out. Um what else? Uh I don't think. So as I said, there's um twenty of these. Alright, let's do this one. Okay, this is number 10. It's lava stream with molten gold. Location appearance, a very large basaltic cavern is bisected by a lava stream. Exits. Over the lava stream there is, a, there is a large external opening through which the sky can be seen. There may be other exits, but these are screened by the heat haze. Tastes slash smells. The room is very hot. Gusts of ozone and sulfur buffet man-sized creatures sounds, creaking, cracking, splitting, grating, popping sounds as the lava moves through the cavern. Contents. On the opposite side of the lava stream there are some deep pits dug in the basaltic rock. They are located quite close to the lava stream and the sides are red hot. Pools of molten gold are contained within the pits. The occasional gem bubbles to the surface inhabitants there may there if there are any inhabitants, they are presently away. Large scratches, possibly from clawed foot, can be found about the cavern. Very little detritus can be found in this place, possibly it is discarded into the lava stream. dynamic elements heat haze above the lava stream impedes the view across the cavern and the sulphur hot areas near the lava stream make travel difficult. Tarry too long here and the inhabitants brackets S may return inhabitants slash inhabitants. Treasure a king's ransom of gold coins is melted in the pits. Gems of the say, of the same sit at the bottom of the molten pools, but some occasionally bubble to the surface or rise to the surface. So again, this is sort of a, a, like a kind of puzzle thing, um, I've sort of always had this idea of uh, something like a red dragon living next to this lava pit it just pushes all its, a lava stream and it just pushes all its gold into a, these pits dug near the lava and that melts it into like, a bubbling vat, so, you know, the PCs are kind of confronted with this sort of puzzle really. How do we get all this molten gold out of here? <laughs> You know do they scoop it up in their helmets or something and let it cool down? And what about the gems and um, you know what about the person the thing that owns it? I mean the other way to do this is you know actually have the dragon there when the players encounter it and then obviously once they slay the dragon that's, the next step is like how do we get this molten gold? do they try to divert the lava stream? you know it's basically trying to with all these encounters whether I succeed or not, I think it's quite nice to have a some element of dynamism, something that means that it's not just, you know, orcs drinking around the table, waiting for the players to turn up, and, you know, sort of fine, I suppose. And, you know, it's a bit of a setup in both these occasions. Um, you know, there's sort of, it's, the dragon could be there, couldn't it? I mean, I could have said one in four the dragon or the creature, whatever is there, but I think it'd be fun to have these players, like, thinking furiously how they're going to empty it. We'll do another one. I'm not doing very all right. One, one more. I'm not sure how original this one is, but uh, it occurred to me. I don't know whether someone else has done something similar like this before. Let's try it. Um, okay, this one's room twelve, called Mousetrap. Location appearance: a conventional medium-sized room. Exits: one archway. You know, again, if you're putting this in your dungeon, you can have as many exits as you like. Taste slash smell slash sounds. Hints of burnt straw, occasional scratching noises from the maze. Contents. Extending from one wall is a crystal maze that is 10 foot by 10 foot and about a foot tall. The top of the maze is sealed by the same hard transparent crystal light material the crystal material is impervious to magic and force. In the middle of the maze is a diamond the size of a pigeon egg. There appears to be two openings in the maze a small round hole in the foot in the floor in one corner, and, eight, and an eight inch high door at the front of the maze with a little bolt drawn across it. Oddly there appears to be a small hopper of grain that would normally feed a grain into one corner of the maze through a grate, but the hopper has has become clogged by some of the larger grains. Inhabitant, white mouse with pink eyes. Dynamic Elements The mouse will pop out of its hole if anyone is messing around about the maze. It will beg for food by the clogged hopper. If the PCs oblige, it will move the diamond nearer and nearer the small door, nearer and nearer the small door, in exchange for more food. The mouse will never move the diamond fully out of the maze. If anyone reaches through the small door, e.g. to grab the diamond, they appear in the middle of the maze and are about and are about an inch tall. The mouse is hungry and need and in need of protein. In respect of the inch-high PC, treat the hunting mouse like a T-Rex. Exiting through the small door reverses the PC to normal size. Treasure. Three one-inch-tall PCs can roll the diamond worth a thousand gold coins out of the maze. So, I guess it's a bit of a, a silly little trap thing. The idea is that we've got this crystal maze, diamond in the middle. And the players obviously want it. And this like little, little helpful mouse is begging for food. The PC's giving him a bit of food. Oh look, he's moving the diamond closer and closer. Keep giving him food and then like, it's just within reach. <coughs> PC reached in, whoop, teleported into the center of the maze. Now, Mr. Mouse is not so cute, you know, He's a pieces are one inch tall and this mouse is now I don't know uh, three or four five inches tall it's quite it's quite quite uh, a dominant domineering creature now again it's not so much the mouse is a giant it's now the pieces are so small that this mouse is now quite a formidable creature to fight you know with a sword that's almost like a pin etc so I don't know it's it's just sort of turning that dynamic and of course the players can, other PCs can sort of rush in to help, also shrink into the size of an inch. Um, so again, they're just sort of, I hope, sort of fun, unexpected things that, you know, a little bit on the gonzo side, I suppose. Um, so if any of that's interesting to you, you can uh, have a look at my link below, hopefully, or search for, what's it called? <coughs> Excuse me. Or you could Google 20, 20 unexpected rooms and then, you know, Goblins, Henchmen and you probably go straight to drive-through where it's there. Um, I don't think I've blogged about it yet. Not not properly. Maybe I have. So it might not be on my blog right now but probably in a few weeks I'm, I'll get around to putting something up. But in the meantime, um, if any of those sound fun, um, there are some more. Um, I might sort of pick the ones that kind of tickled my fancy. So, um, they, you know, they probably vary in quality, obviously, like all things, but if that's something you might be interested in, check it out. All right then, cheers, bye.